0: Get a jump start on 2024 in a new Kia from Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Shop their large selection, including the new Sorrento, Nero, and Soul models. You'll score big with low prices, trade assist cash, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit OlatheKia.com.
1: The show that takes you home. The Homestretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Keep on, keep on so Welcome to the Homestretch, ESPN at Kansas City on this frigid Friday, the tundra of the plains, which is Kansas City. Dylan Michaels behind the glass. Dylan, how are you?
0: Good, brother. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. No, I was laughing before the show. I always forget it's called Super Wild Card Weekend. You gotta have that super in there. It's not just Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend. Which, is it really Wild Card Weekend when every team besides the one seed plays? Shouldn't they have a different name for it? Like, again, it's no longer the divisional round, but when you have only one team in each conference not playing, how is that the Wild Card? Am I wrong here? Am I taking crazy pills? I don't know, man. I I just feel like it's it's a misnomer to me. Lots to talk about. We'll touch base on, obviously, the Chiefs-Dolphins game. We've talked about it all week long. We'll uh, touch base on what is happening around the NFL, including going through each of the super wildcard weekend games. We'll talk about the All-Pros, who were in, who were snubbed, Dylan, you like bourbon? Oh, yeah. Doesn't this weather just make you want to have a nice glass of bourbon? Like, this weather right now makes me, it just screams, give me an ice cube, give me some bourbon, let me sit down in front of a fireplace and watch some football. That's what this weather screams to me. It's a bourbon kind of weather. Not fireball. I know people like fireball. No, come on now. Class it up a little bit. Get some cinnamon sticks in your bourbon if that's the way you're going to go. Give me some nice bourbon. What's your go-to? You got a go-to bourbon there, Dylan?
0: I don't really have a go-to. Just if I'm mixing it, I don't want to mix the you good mix stuff. You mix it? No, I'm saying I don't want to mix okay. the good stuff if okay. I'm mixing it. Yeah. If I'm not, then, you know, I'll do, you know, just... I'm on the rock. Jameson, just any, you know, that's not bourbon, I guess. It's more whiskey, so... Irish. So Irish. Um. Will it? Mm. Good stuff. You classy. Bullet.
1: Yeah, bullet's good. Names here. Just name me names. Naming all names. All with B's too, huh? And I guess it's not a B. Not Will it Yeah, no, Will it's a W. Surprisingly, it's not cool not, bottle though. Cool very, bottle. Very, very cool, cool bottle. bottle. Yeah. yeah, You got that going for you. Uh, all right, let's start with the all pros. Uh, guess who was snubbed? Well, I assume you know. Legarius Snead. Uh, Legarius Snead was snubbed from the Pro Bowl list and he was snubbed from the All-Pro list. The AP All-Pro list came out and this was a shocker to me. He actually came in as the number 5 cornerback. I will say they have slot corner listed separately, so as far as just straight outside corners, he came in at number 5. There are four, right? So, uh he was just on the outside looking in, but still He's top four, and guess what? He ain't four. I I I don't understand the nonsense that is leaving Lejarius Snead out. Okay, Um, if you look at the cornerbacks who made it in over Lejarius, again strictly outside, uh, Deron Bland. Hey. I get it. Deron Bland had how many touchdowns defensively? Yes. Duron Bland deserves an all-pro nod. All in. Uh, Sauce Gardner, right? Really good. But don't you think he's somewhat getting in for what he did last year, too? Seems like a little name recognition right there. Uh, that's first team. Second team. Jalen Johnson for Chicago. Great year. But the guy who got in before Lageria Sneed. One of my favorite players of all time, a former chief, Traverius Ward. You might be asking, why is Traverius Ward one of your favorite players, Sterling? I, I, I called it from the get-go that he was going to be a stud in the NFL. I'm glad to see him getting his due, but again, he's not more deserving this season than Legereus Sneed. I'm mind-blown by that. Uh, but if you want a little positive take, let's not all be negative on this show. Trent McDuffie getting the nod as a slot corner. All-Pro first team, Trent McDuffie. This was a little bit of a surprise to me. I I, I was not expecting Trent McDuffie to be a All-Pro this season. I think he had a very good year. I think bordering on a great year. But I was surprised to see Trent McDuffie get the All-Pro nod. Very cool for Trent. Um, Other guys for Kansas City. Chris Jones was first-team interior lineman defensively, obviously, next to Aaron Donald. Uh, those two, so Chris Jones getting a all-pro first-team. Another one adding up on his resume. Uh, then you look at left guard, Joe Tooney. Joe Tooney getting the nod at left guard all-pro first-team. So there you have it for the Kansas City Chiefs. Left guard, Joe Tooney, uh, All-Pro-1. Chris Jones, All-Pro-1. Trent McDuffie, All-Pro-1. The two snubs from Kansas City, Legereus Need, who I've talked about, I think Harrison Butker should have got it. Brandon Aubrey is clear-cut AP-1. I get it, he's not missed a field goal. I'm with you there. But putting Jake Elliott... Above Harrison Butker, Um, sorry, I think Butker's been the second best kicker in football this season, and I don't think it's been particularly close. Uh, I will say Jake Elliott, 61-yarder in the rain, Uh, may have given him the edge there, but still, uh, if it were me, take the, the Chiefs sweatshirt off my back right now and put on a generic NFL one, I'm still going Butker over Jake Elliott. Uh, in your mind, Dylan, anyone you thought the Chiefs, any Chiefs that you thought were going to be on this list that were not?
0: Mm, Creed, maybe?
1: Creed was the other name, but I kind of said Creed didn't have the best season to, to his. Again, centers are very hard to grade, I think, in general. I think right, he I'm think trying
0: to think of who is.
1: He had a good year, but uh, Frank Ragnar from Detroit. who was outstanding. He was second team, actually. Uh, And then first team was Jason Kelsey for the Eagles, who also had a great year again. I think, to an extent, the tush push and their success on fourth downs and short-yarded situations probably helped skew that.
0: Also, the Lions line being much more like, Well, thought of, I guess, in the Chiefs' line, if that makes any sense. Like the Lions, the offensive line for the Lions has gotten a lot of great praise, deservedly so. They're very good. Uh,
1: Sewell also was first team at right tackle. Um, And then if you want to look at the uh, other team that had a lot on the offensive line, right guard was Zach Martin. He's kind of bounced back. He had that one somewhat down season two years ago if I'm not mistaken he's really bounced back into form and then you also look at the uh, other two Dallas um, linemen Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith couple T Smiths from Dallas both on the left side um, so three Dallas linemen making at least one of the two all pro teams you know what I'm also glad to see is Chris Lindstrom getting his due. You know I said Joe Tooney, I'd love to see him get his due for Kansas City. I'm glad to see Chris Lindstrom get his due for Atlanta. Chris Lindstrom has been just an incredible guard, right guard, for the Falcons. And it's nice to see him get his due down there. Um, but is that about it? No, Mahomes. not surprised. Dak Prescott was All-Pro 2. First team was Lamar Jackson. Um, tight end. Any surprise of not seeing Travis, or is that kind of to be expected for you? George Kittle, one. Yeah, I think I would expect that. And then two was uh, Sam Laporta.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, He's third team. There isn't a third team, but Yeah, it I is mean, what it is.
1: you look at the, the markings. You know, I, had, I said LeGarrius Dean came in as the fifth corner, uh, first one out of making the list. Uh, Travis Kelsey was the first one out of making the uh, All-Pro 2. Similar Porter this year had 889 yards, 10 touchdowns, 86 re- uh, receptions in 17 games. Travis Kelsey obviously played in only 15 games this season, came 16 yards short of 1,000, so about 100 yards more, just over 100 yards more receiving for Kelsey in two less games. Um, but the five touchdowns, right, that was the the knock, I think, of why Kelsey did not get it. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I would have gone Kelsey over Laporta. Are you shocked that sometimes name recognition gets you through? Were you shocked that name recognition of Travis Kelsey didn't push him in over Sam Laporta?
0: Uh, When you put it like that, kind of. But also, like, I think that that's more Pro Bowl. Like, people will say that that's the problem. 100% it does. Yeah. But again, I—, I All pros kind of, like,
1: actually highly regarded. But when they're that close, 984, I mean, that's more yards for Kelsey. The only thing he had against him was, again, five more touchdowns for Laporta. I was a little surprised by that. Again, I'm not going to argue you too hard. Like, I, I think Kelsey, again, as we all agree, had a little bit of a down year, and part of it is just based on they schemed against him. And maybe you can use that as a case for Travis Kelsey even. Teams aren't necessarily scheming against Sam Laporta. They're scheming against Amon Ross St. Brown. You look at the Chiefs, they're scheming against Travis Kelsey. Didn't go into the consideration, I guess, for the AP um, All-Pro. Some news around college football. Kalen DeBoer, um, the Huskies... Head coach, did I say his last name right, DeBoer, um, is uh, agreeing to become the next Alabama head coach. Are you surprised by this? Because this is a little bit shocking to me. I thought that Washington might make more sense to stay. You get him in the college football playoffs, they're going to the Big Ten now, right? And you leave to go to Bama. Who don't get me wrong, Bama's still going to be really good. But expectations are so high at Bama. You're now following Nick Saban. You're telling me if he does not go to the college football playoffs in the next three years, he's still going to be there. You're telling me if if he goes ten and two, uh, that probably makes it if you're at Bama. 9-3, and 9-3, and 9-3, and three, and you're 13-14-13, you miss out in the college football playoffs. Let's say you get in as a, as a, as a 10 seed, and you lose first, first round. You're telling me he's not getting canned? I mean, Dylan, am I wrong here? I feel like you're taking a job following the greatest college football head coach potentially of all time, where expectations are sky high, you already have some guys leaving as far as five-star recruits. You've built something great at Washington.
0: Why leave? I don't know. I mean, Andy Reid actually is the one who quoted and said to someone that was on Twitter saying uh, that never follow a legend coaching. There's just, you can't win. You can't do anything to, especially in Nick Saban's case. Yeah, Or Bill Belichick, even, for that matter. The only thing that Gerard Mayo has going for him is the fact that he's a Bill Belichick draft pick and player for many years, and that's kind of probably why people are like, oh, okay, this is fine up in New England, but people in Alabama have to be very, very nervous no matter who they would have hired because it's never going to be what Nick Saban was. Well, Same thing in New England, but I think that they're masked by the fact of a former player coming, whether it's Ray sure. or Mayo, who actually yeah. got the job. Yeah.
1: And I think with New England, you at least have a little bit more of, I would say, lower expectations for at least a, a few years. Because you look at that team, right? And you saw what happened with Bill Belichick. You have lower expectations that Jared Mayer is going to get some time. DeBoer might not. I, I think if you're an Alabama fan, you're thrilled, right? You, you stole away a head coach who played in the college football playoffs. Like, if you're an Alabama fan, that is... Best case scenario, I mean, who else do you think they were going to get? Who who would have been better than a college football playoff attendee who went to the finals? You're not getting a better guy. You're not getting a better guy that, that can get you, okay, sorry, you get Bill Belichick, there you go. He goes to Bama. <laughs> I, I, I think in totality, Bama fans are thrilled. Where If you're Kalen DeBoer, you're betting on yourself, and that is a risky, risky bet. Uh, FSU's Norvell, obviously, uh, Texas's uh, Sarkisian, they're staying put, um, so they're not going anywhere. Obviously, they were linked originally to Bama's uh, vacancy. How happy do you think those guys are? Because they could parlay that into greater contracts, which uh, Norvell did. Norvell eventually got an enhanced deal to stay at FSU. 8-year average of more than 10 million per season. How great's that? You know how thrilled he had to be that Nick Saban got canned for that exact reason. If you are a high-profile head coach and you know you don't want to take that job, but you know you're in the running, all you have to do is go to the board of directors at your school and say, "Hey, you know Bama's calling me. They're they're this is what they're they're offering me. I, I don't know, man. Bama's a pretty good gig. Maybe the best gig. Yeah. You'd love to be in their shoes. Um kind of crazy story here in the NFL. Mark Andrews back at Ravens practice might actually be going after the bye. How big is that now that the, the Ravens got the one seed?
0: Oh, wow. You mean he didn't have to like tell everyone every Tuesday how he was <laughs> so close to coming back the whole year? How did it work? How did he even come back so early without doing that? I think it was because he didn't let people know. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's a crazy concept. Maybe he did
1: do the darkness retreat, and it maybe it worked for him. Could have.
0: I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers doing whatever he wants to do in the offseason and whatever he wants to do with his life. I just think that he's... Attention-starved. ...worn on me. It's attention-starved. Yeah. And also, like, if you're set for life, don't take down something that someone's having you on every week like it's nothing and just be cool with it. Yeah. Because, yeah, he'll lose his show, but you'll still be a million, multi-million dollar player hall of fame quarterback regardless yeah so and that's kind of how he's acted on the show so
1: sure not don't disagree that
0: you can have an injury and not feel the need to make yourself the center of attention about it
1: but this was wild to me Mark andrews how happy do you think uh briscoe is briscoe's gotta be thrilled there that that's his diabetes brother brother Brethren, brethren with an yeah. e. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I said brethren at first. That sounds way worse. It does not sound cool. Brethren sounds like a badass. Um, so Mark Andrews uh, designated to return off of the IR today. That comes two months after he suffered that uh, gruesome left ankle injury. Uh, according to reports, he looked fine running routes and cutting during individual drills, but did not participate in team drills. Uh, what's crazy about this? Isaiah Likely's been playing some really good ball. The tight end for the Ravens, uh, who's been filling in for Andrews, Isaiah Likely's been outstanding. Imagine Andrews coming back, playing, even if he's limited a little bit. 12 personnel with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. I mean, the Ravens offense has already been so much better this season under uh, Todd Munkin than it had been in the past then you have both those tight ends healthy ish and playing together uh that's damn damn scary uh we gotta hope if you're a chiefs fan that the ravens lose to uh who would they play the winner uh i guess it's the lowest seed right five six seven is that how isn't that how it works yeah lowest seed winning 5-6-1 seed yeah so I guess it's pos- – but how is it not possible they play the Bills?
0: We would Bills? have to have the Browns and Steelers win yeah. to not play the Bills, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way,
1: I have to tell you my reasoning of how to fix the playoffs for football. You ready to hear it? Okay. I, I don't know if, if I'm alone on this hill, but uh, everyone I tell this to seemingly is is – Begrudgingly on board with my ideas because I know people don't like to agree with me sometimes because it's fun to rip on me. I get it. Hear me out here, Dylan. I think the lower seed, which when I say lower, I mean the one, two, three, right? They should be able to pick who they play in the playoffs. Say you are the, the two seed, right? So the Ravens have a bye, obviously. Say you're the two seed. Say you're the Bills right now. What if they wanted to play the five seed? What if they want to play the sixth seed? They should be able to, to choose to do that. Chiefs, then, they get next picked. Uh, the next pick, you get to play whoever's left over, whether it's, the, whether it's the seven, the six, or the five, right? And then eventually the four and the five would play each other, the four and the seven, whatever whatever it is. You would get the drama leading up, all the trash talk. You want to get some some quotes, some drama leading up to that game? Talk about how you'd be the two-seed picking to play uh, not the seven, but the six-seed. You know how much fun that would be? And then it would help with the case of, clearly, clearly, the Dolphins are better than the five-seed, right? But oh, Chiefs have to play the Dolphins, not the Joe Flacco-led Browns. Dylan, what do you think of my idea? I think this is awesome. You get to pick who you play. You get a drama. And then you get to decide what's a better team matchup for you. This way, you it makes more sense. You earn that um, position that you fought so hard to get during the entire season. And that way, a team that gets hot at the very end of the season who's maybe sneakily better than you would like to play. Dolphins being better than the Browns. You get a pick.
0: I like it. So, like a little bit of a lottery, not a lottery, I guess. Just playoff draft. If
1: it's you like a playoff draft, and then you get a smack talk the whole way up.
0: You can also provide a little motivation, like for why the other they team. Ch- they yes, chose us, huh? You See, okay. okay. Again, I think this would be fun.
1: I think it's fair. I think it's fun. And it allows fan bases to trash talk each other even more. That's all I'm saying. There, I fixed the NFL playoffs. If you want to fix the baseball playoffs, sorry. Um, all right, going back to the uh, head coaching situation, Jared Mayo hired to replace Bill Belichick as a Patriots coach. I know we touched on it briefly. Um... Were you shocked by Jared Mayo?
0: Uh, this early. Because you had Mike Vrabel. If you didn't have Mike Vrabel, no. Yeah, because you did.
1: You so. and I both have the same thing we were talking about before the show started. We were talking about, yeah, I mean, Jared Mayo makes sense in a nutshell, right? You want to go young, but you still want to kind of stick with the Patriots way. Yeah, it makes sense. But when you have a coach who is the same thing, younger-ish, Patriots way, and he's already had relative success in the NFL as a head coach, right? He is not one of super Bowl, Mike Vrabel, but he's gotten the one seed. Been in the playoffs multiple times. With bad quarterbacks, which quite frankly is what you have in New England. With Let's be real, Dylan. Have you thought even the, the, the one seed Titans was a good team? No! And he's still got the one seed. I, I think Mike Vrabel's a damn good head coach. So that was surprising to me. Um, if you were wondering why... Dylan I know you were you were kind of asking about this why the Patriots were able to sign Jared Mayo so quickly after the canning of um I guess not Kennedy moving on from Bill Belichick uh, according to ESPN, the Patriots were able to forego to the standard NFL hiring process and immediately hire Mayo because they established a secession plan in the contract extension he signed last offseason, similar to what the Baltimore Ravens did with their general manager position when uh, Eric DeCasa uh, filled in for Ozzie Newsom in 2019. So that was part of the contract, which I thought was fascinating. I had no idea you could write that into a contract that, hey... <laughs> When Bill is gone, I want to be the head coach. And Jared Mayo could write that into the contract. Isn't that nuts? So that's why the Pats were able to forego the standard NFL hiring process and hire Mayo because that was established in a secession plan in the contract extension he signed last offseason. Oh, off I just still crazy to me, man. Hard to believe Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick all gone in one offseason. A uh, little something I'm seeing here in uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll says it wasn't football people who decided his fate. The challenge in making his case to ownership, according to Pete Carroll, was that they're not football people. Huh. That is weird, man. So this sounds like he got canned then, right? If I'm if I'm reading this correctly, this more or less sounds like ownership said Pete Carroll wasn't doing a good enough job. Uh Pete Carroll goes on to say uh the objective was to get to the bottom of what happened last season as they finished 9 and 8. Uh, and then Pete Carroll goes on to say, oh, and then, okay, what's the essence of the adjustments that are necessary? That's maybe where we don't see eye to eye on because I see it one way and I think I've got a way to fix it and I'm not going to halfway fix it. I'm trying to fix it. So it's perfect. I've got a real precise and specific thoughts and they may not see it that way. They may not agree with it. Um, they're not coaches. And so to get to the real details of it is really difficult for other people, dude. This is crazy. Uh, sorry, this is the first I've, I've seen this of. Uh, looks like this just dropped about 10 minutes ago. The the talking between Pete Carroll and the ownership group. So basically, the ownership group, not football people said, why do we miss the playoffs? You're gone. Yeah, that makes sense if it's bleeping Matt Eberflus. This is Pete Carroll. What? Who are the... Jody Allen, American businesswoman Jody Allen. Is she the owner of? Uh, is that what this is? This what I'm looking at now? That's crazy, man. This is nuts. Sorry, I, I I'm I'm at a loss for words because. A Hall of Fame head coach just got canned because apparently the ownership group didn't understand that Geno Smith is not Patrick Mahomes is basically what I'm getting at here. Like, you look at that Seahawks roster, you think it's a good team? Seriously? A 9-8 job by Pete Carroll is pretty darn good. I am perplexed. I am shocked. Who do you think you're going to get better than Pete Carroll?
0: That's a that's a question I'm asking about Vrabel. Like, I there's only one Jim Harbaugh, and like really he's not that. I mean, he is a very close to a sure thing, successful hire that you can get. Well, because but he's done is. in the NFL. He right, took but, he took a bad San Fran
1: team right. to thirteen and three.
0: And no, nobody is a like slam dunk successful hire, and I would be willing to say he is because of that. Sure. But there's only one of him. Yeah. And it's looking like according to sports books that his interest is in san diego well geez should be in san diego but unfortunately he he, he really wants to
1: become the padres head coach i'm with you yes i still say st louis Rams. so you're fine it's okay
0: um so yeah i i i that's that's the wild thing about the titans and the seahawks like you kind of saw maybe the Belichick thing coming down the road for sure. the season. But those two are like, what are you, what you what is out there that's Wh- so much better?
1: Where are they going that they're going to get a better option?
0: You know it's hilarious, too? You see the, who the Titans requested an interview with? No, who was it? Uh, just a mi- former middle linebacker, a former linebacker who worked his way up to the coaching ranks and got a job as an interim and did really good with the team that uh, he was the interim coach of. Who? Antonio Pierce. <laughs> so they literally got rid of a guy basically who is the exact same model of coach to get, to basically just get a new one. Well, And really, again, you're the not, vibe you're guys not too. going <laughs> to for sure get to hire him because the Raiders might.
1: And, and the thing is, like, I think Antonio Pierce did a great job, but doesn't his coaching style seem very Mike Vrabel? And Mike Vrabel has greater success. Man, I am so shocked when it comes to... Uh, firing and hiring of head coaches in the NFL sometimes. This has been just absolutely nuts. Uh, Again, Pete Carroll. um, Sounds like it can't be as amiable as he made it sound like on, what was that, two days ago, Wednesday, when he said he was taking a front office position or advisory position. Bleep that? You said you wanted to coach on Monday, then on Wednesday you're now saying you're stepping down and now it basically looks like he's getting canned. Uh Dog, leave the Seahawks, go anywhere else. Pete Carroll going going to Bama? <laughs> well, not B- Bama retracts that contract. Um. B- H- hear me out. Goes to Washington. Stays on the West Coast. All right, before we get a break, quick bet. Where does Pete Carroll go? Does Pete Carroll coach next season? Yes. I think he does too. I, I don't so. know where. But I I think he coaches next season. Michigan? You think he goes back to college? I don't think so, man.
0: I don't think so either, actually. Now that I think about that, it's way more work. It's way
1: more work, yeah.
0: And again, not as fruitful. Like, think about it. Saban's won six national titles, and what's the first thing that people bring up to, like, discredit Nick Saban? Was the Dolphins' stint. Like, literally, you can go to the NFL and be terrible, and it doesn't matter how good you are in college, that's the pinnacle. Yeah. Where Pete Carroll has succeeded... He's done it both. So, like, he really is proven that he should just stay in the NFL and can and shouldn't even be looking for a job. So I don't know how I even set a college, but it's, like, the only opening that seems like...
1: Chargers, Tennessee, uh, Washington, eventually. Would Um, you say that the
0: Chargers are the the number one job?
1: Chargers, it's wild to say, but, yeah, Chargers might be the number one job just because you have Justin Herbert, right? Um, I, I think there's ways that you can circumvent the six players getting paid $180-plus million in salary cap next year, that's going to be brutal to try and, and navigate right there. But again, that's why I think Bill Belichick makes sense, because he's proven he can make a, uh, almost anyone defensively have... He can use almost anyone defensively and make that team a solid defense, right? So let's say you get rid of Khalil Mack. Let's say you get rid of um, uh, Bosa, right? You cut a lot of money there. Maybe you get rid of Derwin James. Well, he can't find wide receivers, and he can't find a quarterback. So what do you do? You got Herbert already in place, and you stick with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams at least one more year. He can probably make that defense, which has been so atrocious, better while still technically rebuilding overall. I still think Belichick makes the most sense um, with San (laughs) San Diego, with the Chargers, I should say. But again, yeah, I would agree with you. I think the Chargers probably, all things considered, is the best spot the best opening right now for a head coach, even if the Spanos family is not known for being the best in the NFL. Let's take a break. Come back. Let's take a look ahead at this upcoming slate of weekend games. Super Wild Card Weekend. Home stretch. ESPN, Kansas City. <laughs> Back to the home stretch. ESPN, Kansas City. I just had something very, very um funny happen. So, one of my cousins, uh they have a house in Florida in Sanibel Island. And for uh six years now, have you seen the real world? You know those shows, those like um Reality TV shows, you know, you know, what I'm talking about, like, they all go to a house and they just drink and do like stupid shit, stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what this is, but they have now made it on, um, like, Instagram, Snapchat. And has gotten kind of big on her Snapchat, so it's called Real World Sanibel, and this is now called Season 6. It started off as just a joke, and all they do is make fun of reality TV shows, but the reason why I'm laughing is because they just sent out um, these cards. She'll send out actual, like, you've been uh, chosen to appear on as a cast member on Real World Sanibel, and it just makes me laugh so hard. It is absolutely hilarious. It's like sponsored by these fake sponsors. Like like Santa Dairy Queen, smearing off ice. I don't know. I found this very funny. Uh, I guess no one else finds it funny. Sorry, Dylan. I thought it was really, really kind of clever and fun, but uh, no, I apologize. We'll get back to talking football since Dylan's not amused by my um, my making fun of reality TV show humor.
0: I just I, I know of the shows. I just haven't ever seen them because I. No, I get it. I get it. I just can't do it. I just can't. But uh, let me guess someone's gonna cheat on another person. they're no, gonna they, fight each other. but but, wow. but
1: yeah you they, they pretend to uh, fight each. It, it's great. Oh, it, yeah
0: no, I know. they got a just, boat
1: and you just get uh, yeah, it's fun.
0: It's fun though that Kyle Brant of all people seriously came it, from it is yeah yeah. so it is a football topic. There
1: we go. No I, I just it made me laugh because it started back up and they' they're doing the they, they just sent up these the uh, you've been selected to be a cast member on the on the real world uh, season six. It's, it's very clever, very clever. Got to give a shout-out when I think something's funny. Uh, all right, Saturday, let's start with the first game. Browns-Texans. Uh, Browns are actually a point-and-a-half favorite, it looks like, on the road. Uh, I love the Texans in this game as a heads-up. Uh, I've been high on the Texans all season long. I was not this high on the Texans, though. I, I, I thought they were going to be around five hundred. I didn't know they were going to make the playoffs. They have a home game. C.J. Stroud... Uh, has proven that he does not need Tank Dell to be successful. Nico Collins has been a legit wide receiver one. Man. I'm going Texans at home. I think Joe Flacco's fun story comes to an end. Who are you rolling with?
0: This is tough. This is a tough one. I think I'm gonna do Who won the first they played earlier. Browns, I believe, won
1: the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Let me pull that one up for you. Uh
0: I think it was a I think it was when CJ Stroud was out.
1: CJ Stroud was out, but the Browns put up just an absurd amount of right. yards. Uh S- that game was why can't I find it? Am I just Thirty-six twenty-two. Amari Cooper had two hundred and sixty-five yards receive, receiving. Two six five. <laughs> um, CJ Stroud, though, was back. Threw for forty-one hundred yards, twenty-three touchdowns, only five interceptions. The reason why I like the Texans so much is I think Joe Flacco is going to get a little too greedy in this game. Joe Flacco also threw two interceptions in that one. You can't throw that many interceptions and consistently win ball games. I think, again, the fun storyline comes to an end. C.J. Stroud is very methodical in the sense that while he does throw the ball deep, make some big plays, he's not a guy that typically puts the ball in harm's way. I think the Texans win the turnover margin and in turn win this game. I like the over of 44.5, and, and I like the Texans at home still being an upset winning this game. All right, who are you rolling with, though? You said it's tough.
0: I think I'm going to go Browns again. Wow. I think I'm going to go Browns. I know. It's weird. Because at the same time, the Browns defense has never seen C.J. Stroud, but that's you can just flip sure. that back and forth, and the Browns defense is really good. And I just wonder... Again, the speed—I know it's so cliche and beaten to death that it's annoying to say again—but it's a little faster, about a up a one and a half on speed in the playoffs than the regular season. So CJ Stroud, ready for that? Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it, and he's it, also at home, so there's going to be—I don't know. Do you feel like it's more pressure to be? At home than on the road. Sometimes for certain situations, yeah. Almost like, like your a rookie first quarterback. Yeah, game as a rookie quarterback in a franchise that's you know
1: starved, struggled. Yeah, yeah.
0: and it, you can also flip that and say, well, they didn't really expect much. So sure, you're in house money as it is, and they are. Uh, the reason why I that's hate why that saying because really
1: house money never wins.
0: House money. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because we always give it back. Yeah, yeah. No, because I made you leave. See, this is why I am me yeah. leave that <laughs> night when he won money at the slots. I said, you know what? No, you need to get out of here with that. What was it? 20 bucks? 12. It was $12. So you turned what? I turned.
1: That was $12 in profit.
0: Yes. So, that's yeah.
1: right. I turned 20 bucks into 32
0: at a slot machine.
1: And I'm I'm a pretty good and gambler. I said he needs I, to get out of here while money.
0: he's up and he did. Yeah, I so did. He is I, up on Hollywood that, Casino slot
1: machine. That's true. I actually am technically up at uh on slot house machines. Money. House money, I guess I only won. Well, it wasn't house money. That was my money.
0: The 12 bucks wasn't. 12
1: bucks was house money. I guess yeah, I just didn't use it.
0: You can make it win if you just leave. Now that's it's fa- <laughs> very difficult. I did I almost got talked into staying by Sterling. As I'm trying to say, dude, you can leave $12 up. What, you think I'm a bad influence or something? And I turned five into zero. So so together we're up seven. Exactly.
1: Look at that. It's teamwork. <laughs> we'll end with Dolphins-Chiefs uh, Sunday's game. Steelers-Bills-Bills, nine-and-a-half point favorites. Over-unders, 33-and-a-half. Weather also not supposed to be great in Buffalo. Um, love Buffalo in this game. Uh, I think they cover. I know it's a large spread, but the Steelers, I think, are atrocious, man. Like, if you had to point to one team, like, if you point to one team and say, who's the worst team in the playoffs, it's the Steelers, right? Mike Tomlin did a phenomenal job going 10-7 and 7 with this ragtag group of dudes, but no T.J. Watt, no quarterback, No matter who's the quarterback, um, I think the Bills roll in this game. Even with Josh Allen having a very uh, up-and-down Week 18, the Bills in totality played some really good football. They're on a five-game win streak. They've won, what, six of seven games um, in a row. So I'm going with the uh, Bills hammering the Steelers at home.
0: Yep, same. Doesn't matter if it's acid raining out there. Yeah, it don't, I don't matter. Think Mason Rudolph is going to do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Packers, Cowboys. Little intriguing one here because Jordan Love is not afraid to throw the Rockies at a really nice season, really good second half of the season. Packers wide receivers have stepped up. Um, Cowboys, twelve and five. They've been up and down all season long. Typically not good against teams with winning records. Dak Prescott's had a very solid season. CeeDee Lamb has turned into a bona fide top-five wide receiver in the NFL. Cowboys at home. Seven points is the spread. I'm rolling with the Packers with the points, but I think the Cowboys get it done.
0: Yeah, it's not the Aaron Rodgers Packers. Or else I would be picking the Packers.
1: What I will say, and maybe I'm overthinking this, Cowboys have so much pressure on them
0: yes that's the other game where one team has absolutely nothing to lose
1: like the Steelers I don't think have any even though
0: they're they're, they may have a chance yeah but but, but like
1: no one cares about like the Steelers I don't think anyone's actually believing that they're gonna they
0: have nothing to lose too, but they don't have a chance yeah these two teams Tex or Browns or yeah Browns Packers they have a chance yeah and also you know nothing to lose. Yeah,
1: and quite frankly, not a ton Texans. of expectations. I mean, you have Joe Flacco as your quarterback. Uh, the Texans don't have a lot to lose because you have a rookie quarterback. Packers have uh first year with Jordan Love really taking over. You don't have a ton of expectation, right? You made the playoffs with him. You're already enthused about what he could be going forward, right? This whole season was, is Jordan Love the guy? Well, Jordan Love's the guy. You don't have to really make any noise in the playoffs. The Cowboys, on the other hand, if Dak Prescott is an all-pro QB2 this year, and you lose first round to the 9 8 Packers. I mean, you're talking about blowing this thing up. If the Cowboys lose first round, McCarthy's done, right? McCarthy's out. Dak Prescott, is he still a dude? I don't care how good of a season he had. If you lose first round in the playoffs, to the Packers at home? You might be moving on. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. I think they are the better team. But I wonder how much of that pressure gets to them. And how tight will they play? Alright. Night game on Sunday. Rams-Lions. Detroit three-point favorites at home. Goff returning, or should I say, staying at home to play his former team while Stafford is returning to Detroit to face his former team. The battle of the former quarterback swap right here. Who do
0: you have? I don't want to jinx them, but damn it, give me the Lions, man. Give me the Lions. This the brand for, new Lions.
1: This, for me, was the hardest game to pick. Because I think the Rams' offense is very, very good. I think the Lions' offense is very, very good. The defenses of both teams are very, very bad. But both have a game-changer. One's Aaron Donald, one is Aiden Hutchinson. To me, what it comes down to is the Lions are at home, and I trust them in the trenches, especially offensively, offensive line, more than I trust the Rams' offensive line. Matt Stafford has been incredible. He has been one of the most underrated quarterbacks all season long. But then you look at the Detroit side of things, you can almost say the same thing about Jared Goff. Hasn't he been one of the more underrated quarterbacks ever since he got to Detroit? It's a revenge game.
0: I love uh, this game. Someone jokingly said that it's also a McVeigh revenge game against Goff for scoring three points in the Super Bowl, which is funny. <laughs> um, That's really
1: good. But yeah, yeah, I man, I, th- this is going to be very intriguing. I, I can't wait for this game.
0: The other revenge game I didn't realize was a revenge game, and why I maybe subconsciously picked the Cowboys. Big Mike McCarthy Mike was McCarthy, fired yeah. by the Packers. Yeah, they've played before, but I don't think they played in the playoffs before, right? No, I wouldn't imagine so. Because they no, they yeah, they played the Packers. With Rogers, Yeah. It's like a big deal. Yeah. So. Either
1: way, I think the Rams have the, have a good chance of pulling up an upset, but I, I'm going to go with the Lions because that's going with my heart. I'm going go with my heart, though. My head is maybe telling me to at least take the points with the Rams. Uh, all right. Monday night game. Uh, we'll hit on that as well as the Chiefs game after the break. Home stretch here. ESPN Kansas City. Welcome back to the Home Stretch, ESPN Kansas City. Two more games to touch on before we get out of here for the Super Wild Card weekend. Uh, Alright, Eagles, Bucks, Monday. Eagles have limped to the finish line. If you think the Chiefs have played bad football recently, yo. Check out the Eagles getting just clobbered by the Giants week 18. The Bucks sneak in and host a playoff game because they won the worst division in football. Going 9-8. Baker Mayfield, by the way, had a decent season. The Buccaneers' offense, as far as passing the ball, is not the issue. Rashad White, the running back, is also a very good pass catching back. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are still very, very talented. While you look at things on the Eagles' side of things, A.J. Brown is banged up. Jalen Hurts is banged up. Their defense is abysmal, and they're skidding hard. Eagles still three-point favorites on the road. And Dylan, maybe I'm crazy. I think the Eagles win this game pretty handedly. I think they bounce back and get right. I don't like Nick Sirianni. Can't stand, dude. I know the injuries aren't looking good, but doesn't this feel like a game where they're much too talented to play this consistently bad. Like, you even look at that defense, and I know they've been a, they've been bad all season long, but you look at them, how many talented players are on that team? I think when their backs are against the wall, they step up big. A lot of those dudes have been here before as well. I like the Eagles, and I love them to cover.
0: Uh, give me the Buccaneers. reasoning? Uh, Eagles beat them earlier in the season when they weren't their full strength that they are right now, which is just being a hot football team, a hotter football team than the Eagles, so that's kind of just my reasoning.
1: Yeah. Again, it would not surprise me. It would um, probably spell the end, honestly, of Nick Sirianni, which would be interesting because the Eagles would have then, what, fired a head coach uh, after winning a Super Bowl one year post twice, right? Right. With Doug Peterson and then uh, Sirianni. That'd be very, very intriguing. Uh, And then finally, final game. Obviously, Chiefs hosting the Dolphins. We talked about it all week long. We are so close. So very close. Chiefs, four-point favorites. line has been shifting. Opened up at, what, three? Then moved to three and a half. Then four. All the way up to four and a half. Now down to four. Um, I like the Chiefs. I like them to cover. I have the Chiefs winning 23-17. What do you think, Dylan? What do you have? What's your score? I had 20-14. Chiefs? We both got them covering, too. Yeah, I I don't like it. I I think defense is paramount in this game. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Depth means more in a game when the wind chill is this cold. When you step outside, it ain't 15 degrees. When it's negative, I've been there. You try and move around, you try and exercise, the breath gets stolen from your body. Gets snatched. Gonna happen to some of these players, too. Nothing you can do. So what does that mean? Depth will mean more. Just like the SEC, baby, it just means more. The rotations and the depth will just mean more. The retirement home of former Chiefs at outside linebacker for the Dolphins ain't gonna bode well. Give me the Chiefs, give me their depth. 2317. Until Monday, we're out. Until then, see you later.